Hello, um, my name is Evan Driscoll, and welcome to me talking about coronavirus from the couch. I'm going to take you back to the beginning and explain to you what is happening in my world right now. So my name, as I said before, is Evan Driscoll, and I am 15 years old. I live in Charlottesville, Virginia, which is more of a rural area, so we have not been hit as hard by this virus so far um, as some of the more urban places like cities, especially New York, um, they've been hit really hard. So I've seen a more moderate version of the coronavirus. I am currently three months into at-home quarantine, which was issued by the Virginia governor. And today's date is May 13th of 2020. So I'm going to start this off from where I first heard about the coronavirus in the first place. I'm a freshman. And so this whole corona deal really exploded during the third quarter of my freshman year in high school. I was in my history class for my second block of the day, and we were talking about current events and what had been happening in the news recently. And that morning that I was in this history class, there had been an outbreak in the news of this coronavirus in Wuhan, China. And this really finally got the attention of U.S. news sources and sources of countries surrounding because Wuhan had been quarantined and shut down. This was a really big deal for the news sources and everyone wanted to try and figure out what was happening in China to have Wuhan entirely quarantined. Um, and China at this point was not releasing much information as to what was happening inside of their borders or to what started this virus. As of right now, there are still plenty of conspiracy theories as to what initially started this virus. What we do know is that the first recorded case of this virus was in Wuhan, China. So these conspiracy theories are ranging from someone eating a bat to Chinese government involvement to purposefully create this virus for one reason or another. Currently, even though we are pretty far into this pandemic, we still don't know what initially caused the coronavirus for sure because there's no proof of any of the conspiracy theories. Um, none of them might even be correct. So we really, we really just don't know. And a lot of this, this experience with coronavirus has been not knowing and uncertainty because no one has the answers that everybody needs and wants. All of this uncertainty has been a really big adjustment for everyone because usually someone is there to help and someone knows the answers and knows what to do. But in this case, the government doesn't know, the doctors don't know. We're all like babies trying to figure out our world again. And that's been a really big change in everyday life. So back to when I first heard about the coronavirus in history class. So initially I like heard about it, we talked about it, and it was kind of something that I blew off because it was something that was happening in another country that would probably blow over. There's always something happening out there. So it was something that I didn't really feel threatened by until I started hearing about it more in the news in different countries and it had started spreading and flights were being canceled, and people were catching the virus on cruise ships, and people were dying. And that's when it really hit me. Um, it could come to the United States. That is, it turns out, exactly what ended up happening. March 5th was the date of the first coronavirus case recorded in the United States. From there, it only took one week for schools to be shut down all across the country. One week. That is an incredibly short amount of time for a virus to spread to enough people 
that education, one of the core values of our country, was compromised. So whenever coronavirus first came to the United States, my first thoughts were, what if my spring lacrosse season is canceled because of this? Um, I mean, lacrosse sure was not a great thing for this virus because it's a lot of girls making a lot of contact on a field and everyone's sweating, so it sure did not look good for this virus. But I was really stressed out the first couple of days to see, is my game going to be canceled? Is the whole season going to be canceled? What's going to happen? At this point, no one was really thinking, oh my gosh, the year's over. They're going to cancel school. Initially, probably after like four days, people were starting to talk about, oh, we might get like a week off of school. We might get two weeks off of school. We'll see. They're, they might have to shut down for a little bit. Um, but eventually, that escalated so much more than any of us would ever have imagined. March 12th, as I now know, would be the last day of school. And at this point, nobody in the school knew this. The principal came on the intercom during third block, and he announced that they would be canceling school. You will not be coming to school on Friday. There's a possibility you would come on Monday to pick up supplies. Um, But there was about like a two-week shutdown that was happening. Um, The governor had announced this. So all schools had to oblige, and the principal, whenever he came on, he said, don't be afraid, it's okay, and of course, at this point, all the kids are cheering, and they think, oh my gosh, we got two weeks off of school, this is like a really long weekend, and so everyone was actually really excited at this point, because no one really knew how far that this would go and how long that this would last. This was also the day of my last lacrosse practice, and the coaches, the thought process that they were feeding us was, all right, stay in shape. Two weeks is all you got. Then we have a game. When you come back, so you, we're going to send out workout packets, FaceTime a buddy. And my coach said, do not get with anybody. Because the whole point of this was do not interact with anybody outside of your household, outside of your family. Stay clean. Keep yourself safe. And so my coach said, don't go out and practice with people. FaceTime, work out by yourself, and we're going to come back in two weeks And we're going to work together, and we're going to have a game, and things are going to be back to normal. We had previously had three games canceled in the week span that this had all happened. So all of us were pretty disappointed um, on the team, but we just wanted all of this to roll over so we could get back to the season, especially seniors, because this was their chance, uh, juniors too, to have colleges, you know, look at them and recruit them. And so this was a really big deal. So I went home, and my siblings were at home too. They're in 5th and 7th grade. So definitely the first week was a lot to get used to. Um, I think in a lot of people's experiences, the first week was fine because it was kind of just like a break. But I definitely, in my experience, the first week was probably the hardest week because it took the most adjusting to. My dad is a pharmaceutical salesman, um, and my mom is a physical therapist. So my mom kept going into the office because she had not been called out yet and people were still coming at this point. Um, But my dad's company, he usually works outside of the house. He usually travels for his job. So his company stopped all international travel and so he was working from home and he still is working from home as of right now. So just having my entire family in the same house all day every day was a lot to get used to. We usually were only together at nighttime because 
I had my separate life at school and I had sports to go to and my siblings were very busy and my parents are busy and it was kind of, it was a big change. We were all cooped up and we were held in the house and we went outside a lot because we do live on a lot of land. So that was something that we did. But the first week, it was just getting used to being around each other all the time. With my younger siblings, there was constant noise and fighting and piano and French horn and violin. And it was just a lot of chaos. Um, And I was really missing my independence at school and seeing my friends and kind of controlling my own schedule. And so I think that was probably the hardest thing for me was losing a lot of options that I had normally for myself. And I could no longer really control my life. So that was definitely one of the biggest things for me. Around the end of the first week and the beginning of the second week, I painted my room. And I had been waiting to do this for a while. And painting my room was really just a project to keep me occupied. And whenever I was painting my room, I really realized how important it was to have something to keep me busy. Because I was just, I felt so unproductive. And throughout this these past three months, I've really tried to keep having a project and painting my room was the first step I took into controlling my own projects to keep myself busy and occupied. Around the second week, online school started to develop. It really wasn't fully developed yet. It was in the workings. Teachers could only send out review work for the second week and it really didn't take much time at all. It was busy work that I found. So I was really, at this point, looking forward to going back to school and seeing my friends and going back to class because I really didn't like just doing busy work. It was so boring. (laughs) I talked to my cousin, Sadie Pillian Gardner, who is in her freshman year of college, about her experience with coming home and having to adjust to online school. And this is what she had to say. There was just so much more busy work and, like, paperwork that I had to do that wouldn't matter if I was in class because we'd just be talking. But since we couldn't just be in class, we had to, like, write more papers or, like, Mm -hmm. write emails. I'm not learning anything from those. Then I asked her to elaborate on the difference between being in college and all of a sudden being back at home unexpectedly. I would really love to make my own decisions right now because uh-huh. I'm so used to, like, in college, like, my friend texted me, like, let's go here, or I was like, I'm just going to go do this thing. Like, I didn't have to ask anybody. I could just mm-hmm. do it because it's my life and I have control of it. But now, like, coming back home, it's hard because I feel like I've grown so much, but now I'm put back into my high school life and, like, oh, like, should I ask permission to go do this or can I just go do this? Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So it's it's hard to know what's the right thing to do. Also, especially when I first got back, it was really frustrating because I felt like my parents just wanted to control me, and I, like, don't want that. Mm-hmm. And not going to lie, I had this beautiful apartment waiting for me downtown when this is over. And being home, I mean, I like being home. I love my family. Yeah. I like not loving it. Yeah. But, like, being home is definitely not the same as being downtown. Talking to Sadie really gave me some perspective about the fact that this is happening to everybody and there was not a plan for coronavirus. So the school systems are doing their best to put something out there for their students and everyone is having their own struggles. 
It did, however, get much, much worse. On Tuesday, March 24th, the governor of Virginia announced that he was canceling school for the rest of the year for both private and public schools. This, to be honest, shocked me because I was expecting to be out of school until about spring break, which is a month out of school. And all of a sudden, school for the entire year had been canceled. It hit me in little increments where I first realized, wow, I'm not going to see my teachers again. And then it hit me that I won't be able to see my friends for a really long time. And then that the season is over. Everybody was fine being out of school for a month at the most. But whenever it came out that school was going to be canceled for the rest of the year, people started freaking out and becoming really sad. And I think the whole perspective of how dangerous corona was expected to get became a lot more clear. All of these changes had happened in such a short amount of time. And it was honestly shocking to look back on the past week or two weeks of my life and see how drastically that they had changed. After schools had been shut down, businesses started being shut down, only mandatory businesses were allowed to stay up, all quarantine rules became a lot more strict, kids who had been practicing sports at local high schools were now being kicked out by police officers. In some states, if you were leaving this state or entering this state, a police officer would stop you in the car and test your temperature to see if you were infected or not. The news started making me feel like I was living in a sci-fi novel. Now that even more people were home all day, the media became the source of everybody's information. Given that this pandemic is worldwide and we are working with some countries that don't have the same media freedoms as we do in the United States, I talked to Sadie about what she thought about the reliability of the media that everybody was receiving. No, I don't think it's been accurate. I think, I think there's no way it can be accurate because nobody has the answers yet. Then we started talking about motivation, which is something that I know I have been struggling with during corona and my family has, and some friends that I have talked to. So this is a big deal for a lot of people to stay motivated during this time when they're stuck inside and they don't really have much to look forward to. There is like, there. I don't know if you've gotten to this point, but there are points where I'm so bored, but also so unmotivated. I literally can't get out of my bed. And I'm just like, I have my computer, but I don't want to watch anything. I have a book, but I don't want to read anything. There's no point in getting up because, like, what am I going to go do? But I also don't want to fall asleep because I'm tired of sleeping. So I just, like, lay there, and I'm like, I'm so bored. At this point, I have definitely felt all the things that Sadie mentioned whenever I was talking to her. And school did come back the third week of quarantine, a more steady schedule and more structured lessons which is something that was really good for me because I had relied on the schedule and structure of school before corona started. And having that schedule again helped with my productivity and everything else that I did as well. Also during this time, with not much that I can control about my life, I've started to exercise a lot more and set a schedule for exercising because it's one of the few things that I can control about my life. I have found that with living with so many people in such a confined space, getting outside and running or biking or hiking by myself or like listening to music while I do those things has been like 
really therapeutic in a way because it's something just to do by myself and get energy out and build up my endorphins so I don't really blow up at everybody. I have definitely felt the teen angst coming out a little bit more during this corona time. Um, but, I mean, there's going to be good days and bad days, and there have been. There have been days where my family and I, we go on adventures, and we go hiking, and we get lost, and we make memories. And then there's other days where I just, I'm not up to it, and I don't feel good, and I'm just sad, or I don't want to talk to anybody. And that's normal, and it's just hard to go through these mood swings with everybody surrounding me all the time. I've also been writing a lot through this because I find myself getting really bored or not knowing what to do and just picking up a pen and writing on paper, it's therapeutic and it's recording history because right now is a monumental time in history and if I write it down, I can come back later and see what I really went through and what my thought process was, which I think is really interesting. And also I've been like writing in in the mail to my friends and to my cousins, and I forgot how good it felt to receive a letter in the mail, kind of the quote-unquote old-fashioned way. I've definitely branched out a little bit with the time that I do have to experiment with new things that I definitely would not have if I was in everyday life right now. I'm going to move on to the workplace because that is something that has been affected so much by the restrictions put on society and the economy due to corona. I'm very fortunate to say that both of my parents are still employed. However, that is not the case for so many families out there right now. Given that only mandatory businesses are still open, so many people have been unemployed and families are losing their main sources of income and can no longer pay rent, pay to get food, have a place to live. And that's a very real issue. The government's economy, in general, the U.S. economy, is going to take a really big hit as well. However, the government has passed some bills and acts to provide money to those families and businesses who do need it. And although that's not going to solve everything, those were mandatory acts and bills to keep both the economy and the citizens within the United States running and alive and without that there would be even more rioting and more pushback on the quarantine that is happening right now from what i've noticed grocery stores and hospitals have been the most populated throughout this Um, people obviously they have to go to the store to get their food however everybody's having kind of a different experience in the store now no one is really talking everyone is pretty far apart from each from each other And the lines are so long because everybody kind of stocks up in one go so that they don't have to go as often. I talked to my cousin Gracie about if she's gone to the store and what her experiences were there because I know for me, it was kind of freaky. It was weird seeing everybody silent or just if someone got too close, the other person would step away and it was definitely off-putting. So I asked Gracie what she thought about it. She's like, oh my gosh, everybody has masks, everybody is this far away. Like, this thing is crazy. And I, and I was like, and I thought the flu was bad. Having to go to the store, even just to buy something, you have to wear a mask or wear gloves or just have hand sanitizer with you. Having talked about the store, 
I think going to the hospital might even be more off-putting. Everybody at the hospital not only has to wear masks, but they have to wear goggles as well to protect their eyes. Because if mucus or any bodily fluids touch their eyes, the coronavirus could be transmitted through there as well. My mom works at the hospital on weekends, and she'll come home with marks on her noses and under her eyes from the gear that she has to wear just to see a patient. And everybody in the hospital wears all of this heavy-duty equipment if the hospital even has it, because some of them around the world don't have the supplies they need to really, truly be safe. So I think the hospital is another place that is being populated so often, but could be one of the most scary places to be right now. People who had previously been admitted into the hospital are now not allowed to have any visitors. Think about that. I mean, like elderly people, people who are sick, not allowed to have their husbands there, allowed to have any family visit them. That's scary. And think of how they're being affected by this virus. Anyway, as of right now, this virus has completely changed the dynamic of our quote-unquote normal and changed our day-to-day life in so many ways for everybody in a different way. And all we can do right now is kind of set it out and try to get used to how life is right now and adapt. And eventually, we will get over it and this will be something in the past to look back on. I have read about many different possibilities for how coronavirus could play out in the future. And the most probable scenario right now is that it comes back in the fall and we might have to go back to online life and quarantine again. And this might have to go on for a little bit until a vaccine is developed. And the quickest the vaccine could be developed would be a year. And that is on the very fast side. So we kind of have to hang in there and see how it plays out and see if we can find a vaccine and how fast. The reality is some people get corona and nobody even knows that they had it when other people get it and they die. It's just, it's really hard to guess who it's going to affect and who it isn't. However, the most at-risk people based on the data that we have now are the elderly and those who don't have as boosted immune systems. So if you are in those groups, be extra careful, please. Um, Also, the symptoms are coughing, shortness of breath or difficulty breathing, fever, chills, muscle pains, headaches, sore throat, fevers, trouble breathing, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, or bluish lips or face. So if you have any of these, Please, please go see a doctor if that's possible. And in the meantime, wash your hands and stay safe. Now, all you have to do is go into survival mode and get some Netflix and survive this pandemic. Thank you guys for tuning in. This was just me documenting my experiences in Corona so far. So, um, yeah, stay safe and hope you enjoyed.